0: Oh wow. I think I just figured out what uh... <laughs> Welcome to the Explore Everywhere podcast. Let's go on an adventure. My name's James Donald. And I'll be your guide today. I am the creator of the hiking MB website. Also, the Hiking PEI, Hiking NS, and Hiking ME for Maine websites. You can find links on the Hiking MB website to any of those websites. They're all work in progress. Hiking MB is almost complete. Today, we're going to hike the Maliseet Trail, which is one of the most popular trails in the province and my, one of my most highly recommended trails for anybody who wants to get started on hiking. It's in Meductic, which is about halfway between, closer to Woodstock, but between Woodstock and Nackwick on the highway. Um, you get off at Medoctic and just a little bit past Medoctic, you'll uh, find the parking lot and the big sign that marks the trailhead. More details on the website if you want to look for how to get there. It's probably, it's one of the larger waterfalls in the province at 80 feet and it's pretty easily accessible. It's about a 1.8 kilometer hike up a steady hill and then back again. Before we take a hike up to the Maliseet Trail and talk about that a bit more, I want to talk a bit about winter hiking because it is winter. Before we go on a hike of the Maliseet Trail, I want to talk a bit about winter hiking and snowshoeing and what to remember, some tips and tricks for that. In the wintertime, as you all know, we get snow in New Brunswick and any of the other places, uh, Maine, Nova Scotia, PEI, this whole area of the world gets snow. Usually doesn't happen until right after Christmas in this area. We get snow, so accessibility becomes an issue. Roads that were accessible in the summertime aren't accessible anymore. That's the biggest thing that you got to know is that some of these trails you won't even be able to get to. Also though, you'll need snowshoes if the snow becomes very deep at all, which doesn't take much. If you've never snowshoed before, you should practice close to home before you uh, go anywhere far in the woods. Biggest thing to remember in the wintertime, too, is that days are really short. That's the biggest hindrance on hiking in the wintertime is the short days. It usually gets dark. I mean, at the peak of winter, uh, winter solstice, it gets dark around 4.30 in the daytime. So if you're going on a hike and you're even leaving at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're pushing your boundaries and it could be dark. But the important thing with that is you should and always have. You can get a very good LED Headlight now for fairly cheap. Um, You can either get really fancy ones at some of the outdoor equipment dealers, or you can go to even Walmart and get one for 30, 40 bucks. Um, They work very well. Always have extra batteries. Remember, batteries die really fast in the cold weather. So you want to keep an extra pair of batteries close to your body so it keeps warm. Also, you want to wear layers. You don't want to get all sweaty in the wintertime on a cold day. And then when you stop... The cold will freeze all that water that you sweat out. So you want to wear layers and keep cool. Even uh, as an example, I hiked up uh, Mount Bailey at Mount Carlton one year. It was minus 35, I think, with the wind chill. Um, By the time I was halfway up the mountain, I was taking my jacket off and just had my sweater on just to keep from sweating. Even though it was that cold, it was a strenuous hike, so I wanted to keep from sweating. So when I stopped, you turn cold really fast when you stop hiking in that kind of cold weather. So Also, I'll put links in the show notes for this episode. Um, I wrote a podcast for Tourism New Brunswick a couple years ago on all of my recommended places around the province for snowshoeing, province of New Brunswick. Also, in the last couple years, I've created a map of all the places where you can rent or borrow snowshoes in the province. Some great options, which are free, which are always great options. Like I say, a lot of the outdoor equipment dealers have them for rent, but you can also go to a lot of the libraries throughout the province. And if you have a library card, you can borrow snowshoes. Places like Macquack Park have snowshoes that you can borrow from there. So if you don't have snowshoes, don't let that stop you from getting out. There's 37 locations around the province that you can get snowshoes if you don't have any or better yet, ask for them for Christmas. Today's hike is gonna be on the Maliseet Trail, like I say, and it goes up to Hayes Falls, which is about an 80-foot falls. But the history of the trail is fascinating. Why it's called the Maliseet Trail is it used to be an ancient portage trail that goes from the St. John River Valley all the way through the Penobscot River Valley in Maine. So basically goes all the way from Fredericton to Bangor, Maine, through the wilderness. What's amazing about it is that it's a 200 kilometer route and almost all of it's on waterways except for a few portage crossings, which if you don't know what a portage crossing is, it's where when you travel with a canoe, you get out and you carry your canoe across land to get to the next water body. So the largest section, there's only about 20 kilometers of the whole 200 kilometers that's actually portages. The largest section is probably this section where Hayes Falls is, um, which is about seven kilometers through the woods to Eel River near Benton, which is near Woodstock. The original trail probably, I'm guessing, used Eel River more. Um, The actual trail up to the waterfall isn't the official ancient Portage trail I think it was offset a bit just to get to the waterfall but it represents that trail that went through all the way to the Penobscot Valley so so a 200 kilometer trail only about 20 kilometers of it of uh, walking through the woods so pretty amazing stuff actually several waterways that it crosses. Amazing how back in the 1600s they figured out and beyond they figured out the closest place between two different water bodies. So the trail up to the Hayes Falls, Malisey Trail, is 1.8 kilometers, I think I mentioned. It takes about an hour and a half to go up and back, um, but you're going to want to spend time at the waterfall itself. The waterfall is in a valley. The stream below is nice to explore, but you can also take a side trail about halfway down the hill by the waterfall to go up to the top of the waterfall. And there's also a picnic table halfway up the trail that you can sit and uh, enjoy the the surrounding we hike up here regularly it's only about 20 25 minutes from our house we get up here probably once or twice a year different parts of the year this trip was uh in the winter months it just actually snowed last night it's it's new year's day it snowed overnight but somebody went with snowshoes and packed the trail and then a bunch of people walked on that trail and packed it even more didn't need snowshoes it wasn't really enough snow that's just on the verge where you'd need snowshoes so with that, let's go on a hike of the Malsey Trail and check out Hayes Falls. Welcome to the Malsey Trail. Let's go for a hike. <coughs> Just looking at the big sign that was put up last year. It's actually got wire on it, weird. It's got lights on it. That's strange. I think somebody wrapped LED lights around it. I see the Hiking MB logo on here because I donated the picture that is on the sign of the waterfall with the sun coming through the trees. So, it's a beautiful sign. Talks about Fort Meductic, talks about the Maliseet Trail. It also talks about Peter Lewis Paul, who is one of the people who... uh, I think he had a lot to do with reclaiming this part of the trail. Well, let's go. Now, it snowed overnight, but the trail is really well-packed because this trail gets a lot of traffic. And it doesn't look like much of it's been snowshoe. A bit of the first stuff's been snowshoes, maybe but looks like most of the rest has been packed by foot traffic. Probably a foot of snow, actually. There's more snow here than there is at home. Just starting to climb up through kind of a mixed spruce forest. And it's just a steady climb most of the trail. I think I've been in here since they fixed it up but... uh, Put the new sign. But I think they did some other uh, upgrades too so... Be interesting to see. Just getting into a more mixed forest with... Actually it looks like a bunch of ironwood along the trail. Some cedar mixed in. It's kind of a little mix of everything. Some fur, older fur. Still a steady climb. Nice to see where somebody's been drawing hurts in the snow along the trail. Looks like there's been dogs on the trail running in every direction but not too far because the snow's pretty deep. Actually pretty quiet here for maybe due to the new snow, but this trail basically runs between the old highway and the new highway, so you're never more than a kilometer away from a road. Well, you can't really hear them much. Never noticed that before, but there's a big old gnarly hardwood here, almost looks like a maple. Branches going in every direction. Right beside a really nice uh, ash tree. There's a whole bunch of nice ash trees up in here. Starting to open up more from spruce and that into hardwoods. Before we get to the falls, it gets into a hardwood ridge. It's a pretty cool old gnarly tree. Beautiful ash trees. Nice, I'm just coming up to a hemlock here and it has a new trail sign on it. Which the logo is a bear paw, but the claws are different color, and there's kind of a silhouette of a forest in the pot itself. So it's a really cool logo. But these would have been new with the sign. And it's nice that the trail's flattened out so I'm here. Actually, starting to hear the highway traffic now up on the hill. So I'm wondering if I can find there's a picnic table about halfway here. See if I can find that, might be the best place to record a podcast once everybody's gone. Just walking through a flat stretch of beautiful mixed wood forest. A lot of cedar, big fir, some big, big hemlock. I just came to the little picnic table at about the halfway mark. And right after it, there's a big wet spot, This part of the trail, we're getting up a little bit higher. Still mostly a mixed cedar, hemlock, fir forest, a few birch thrown in. But uh, it slopes off pretty steep to the right, down towards the stream that comes below the falls, so we should be getting mostly, almost to the peak, the peak of the trail and then you drop down into the valley where the waterfall is. Getting close. If I remember correctly, there's one more up and over, small hill I'm going into now goes into a deeper cedar spruce forest. But then I think that drops down in the valley that goes down into the, below the waterfall. Well, I got to the top on the ridge here. It's more of a hardwood ridge. Had to take my jacket off because it is warm. And a little bit of exercise. Kind of embarrassed to say that I get so winded on such a moderate trail. But it's a nice steady climb. Great exercise, just take your time. And we made it to the hill going down. Kinda drops down, take a sharp turn to the right. And there's a trail that goes straight that goes out to the highway, but the trail down to the right drops down and goes straight down to the waterfall. About halfway down the hill, there's another trail that goes up to the left that goes up to the top of the waterfall. So, We're almost there. Well, I made it down the hill to the falls and it is completely covered in ice. There's a few cracks where the stream's running through the ice. But other than that, it's just one big wall of icicles covered in some snow, I guess. You can walk out on these plateaus of ice, but uh, underneath is a stream. It's not a deep stream if you fall through the ice, but you probably don't want to fall through the ice, so be careful. Actually, on one of the ice terraces, you can go right alongside right now and Get right up close to the uh, icicles at the bottom. Look straight up at the falls, which is pretty cool. But it's an 80 foot falls, so it's a huge wall of ice. Really cool, actually they do uh, ice climbing here sometimes. I brought the kids in one time and they're ice climbing the falls. Which tells you how substantial it is. Really cool spot. In this deep valley and after you look through the woods, on the right-hand side, you can see big, uh, basically big icicles coming down over the rock face, which is really cool. Now I'm climbing up out of the valley. It's snowing a bit. I see the moon up through the trees. It's pitch dark, but I've got a couple headlights and lots of batteries. I gotta text Vicki to make sure she knows I'm on my way so she doesn't worry. And, Just hike up out of here, get back to the car and warm up a bit because it is a bit cold from sitting on the snow for the past hour or so. It's snowing pretty hard now. Amazing how much uh, difference a little bit of a hill will make. as you can hear all the transports on the highway at the top of the hill. But when you're down the valley with the waterfall, you can't hear any of that. Amazing how loud it is, but it's only, I would say a couple hundred meters out to the highway at the top of the hill by the falls. so feels like it's starting to cool off, but my phone only says it's minus one, minus four with the windshield, so still pretty nice but all downhill so it won't be strenuous coming in, which is nice in the dark. Just notice that the old blue uh, trail markers are reflective so you can see them from quite a distance in the night with the headlight shining on them, but the new signs with the logo, the bear paw and the colored claws, they don't have a reflective background. I mean, they're very bright, you can see them pretty easy, but they don't have that reflective background. So if you're very here at night, be careful with that. Not too hard in the winter time when you only have one trail to follow. Where this trail's a steady climb coming in, it's actually a steady decline going out so you can actually travel pretty fast. Pretty quick little hike out. Just passed some proof that this trail's been here for quite a while. One of the blue trail markers, that's reflective. You can just see it sticking out of the tree. It's actually, the tree's growing completely around it. Just a little bit of the bottom showing. I guess as far as I can remember back, this trail's been here, so. Which makes sense. Glad to see that they finally got organized enough to put up the signs and uh, and fix it up a bit this summer. It's really nice to see after so many years of uh, kind of not being upkept. Can actually see streetlights out through the trees here. I didn't realize you could see that. I'm not even halfway out yet. Just past the uh, the picnic table, it's at the halfway mark. and Notice that that's all newly boarded on the top. Which that was getting in pretty bad shape, if I remember correctly. I probably have some pictures of it. So nice to see that that's fixed up now into a nice uh, picnic table. Maybe I'll come re-po- record a podcast here at some point. Beautiful spot to do it. Nice spruce forest. Actually, it's more cedar than spruce. Just past the heart in the snow, so must be getting close. Oh wow. I think I just figured out what... Uh... <laughs> That's nice to see. I'm coming out to the trailhead and uh, the tree next to the trailhead is all lit up and <laughs> it's sparkling LED lights. Car going by. There's a whole bunch of lights here. Wow. I thought I saw some of the sign at first, but they're just really teeny tiny little LED lights, but there are around a couple of trees on one side, a couple of bushes on the other side. I have to take a picture of that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and around the bottom of the sign. It's really nice. Really nice. And there's the car, the only one left. Well, that was our hike of the Malise Trail and to Hayes Falls, which is always amazing. Now it's just a nice wall. And probably will be until spring different parts of the year some parts in the summer it gets to almost a trickle in the spring when there's lots of water or after rain it can be a raging torrent. check the weather and and or just check it out and it's always amazing no matter what it is so even when it's a trickle it's fun to explore the rocks underneath there's crayfish in the water below the stream and also some leeches I hear with that, if you enjoyed the podcast and want to support the podcast or the hiking MB, hiking NS, hiking PEI, or hiking ME websites, please consider subscribing to the podcast and telling others and leave a review or rating if you have time. We'd appreciate that. Help others find us and. If you want to check out the online store that we have at exploreeverywheremedia.com, you can find guidebooks for trails around the provinces and the state of Maine and also other local products that are hiking related. And if you want, you can consider sponsoring the podcast. If you want to do that, just contact me through the website or at james.donald at hikingmb.ca. Remember that every day is an adventure and go out and explore.